world. Now you've likely heard the story about the old man and the young man who are cutting trees in a forest. Now the young man relies on his vigor and strength while the older man, the wiser man, cuts a tree and then sharpens his axe. In the end, it's not the young man who goes from tree to tree to tree who wins, but it's the old man who takes time to sharpen his axe so he cuts through each tree faster. Now from the perspective of Ripple Leadership, this metaphor is really helpful, but Chris adds a caveat. As a leader, you're the worker as in the leadership, you're the person who sharpens the axe, and you're the axe. So, so you're actually using yourself as an implement to do things. So do you have enough energy to use yourself? Do you have enough sustainability of, of um, focus, for instance? Like if I'm really scattered in my focus and I'm not showing up in a way, people are going to get that. And actually people start making up stories like... Ooh, maybe he knows something we don't. Maybe I should be focusing on something other than work. I mean, it's very, very subtle, the sort of energy that can flow out from that ripple the way I show up to my team. So now that we know the stakes, let's talk about ways to charge our own batteries so that we are sharp axes and strong axe people. And that's up next. This is the Ripple Leader Podcast. The Ripple Leader Podcast, exploring powerful leadership from the inside out with your hosts, Chris Hutchinson and Josh Schuler. So in this episode of the podcast, we're talking about charging your own batteries, which is another practice within the idea of Ripple Leadership. And... You said in the book, caring for and strengthening yourself ensures effectiveness that makes Ripple leadership possible. Mm-hmm. So is can, is it one of those that they're directly correlated? Could you not care for yourself and be a Ripple leader? I don't think so. Okay. I, I think if, if you're going to have any kind of sustainable impact, ideally a thriving impact on your organization and other people, you have to be there yourself. I mean, if I if I didn't take care of my body and my energy dropped and I showed up every day huffing and puffing and people were wondering if I was going to keel over, your energy wouldn't be, I wouldn't definitely not be injecting energy into the organization. I'd probably be taking it. So it, it is a little tricky that you're um, sort of the, um, the, the sharpening the ax story about the old guy who, well, looked like he was taking breaks over time working against a young guy in the forest. Actually, every time he sat down, he sharpened his ax. As a leader, you're the worker as in the leadership. You're the person who sharpens the axe, and you're the axe. So, so you're actually using yourself as an implement to do things. So do you have enough energy to use yourself? Do you have enough sustainability of, of um, focus, for instance? Like if I'm really scattered in my focus and I'm not showing up in a way, people are going to get that. And actually people start making up stories like, ooh, maybe he knows something we don't. Maybe I should be focusing on something other than work. I mean, it's very, very subtle, the sort of energy that can flow out from that ripple, the way I show up to my team. So if I'm going to be asking them to do things, I need to be able to do at least that, perhaps more in terms of my focus, not necessarily that my skills are better, but that I can actually help support that. Now, you describe this this practice as an antidote to employees who are getting burnout and are stepping down or leaving. Yes, how, how, what's the correlation there? Well, the correlation is is that kind of communication that you get what you project. Uh-huh. And so if, if I am burning the candle at both ends and I'm sending you emails at 2 in the morning and I'm doing all this stuff, which I might do, um, 
I'm sending you a signal that work is everything. And that's not everything for everybody. And it's a different level of my, if I'm an owner or CEO, or, or even a, a significant leader, I'm gonna have a different level of investment. Now I hope that the other person I've inspired feelings of ownership and they feel really great about that. But if they're burning out, it could be that they, they see what's happening to me and they're like, that's not, I mean, I'm not gonna get divorced from my spouse. I'm like, I mean, there's a lot of leaders who experience a lot of relationship problems in their family because they're not tending to that. And people will, I think they just pick it up in the water that they'll go, well, I don't wanna have that. I don't live, I had, there was one guy, and it's, it's, I think it's in the book in a different section actually, who was completely driven by fear, the CEO. Absolutely and totally, uh, the way he showed up was, um, he told me, he's like, I wake up every morning in a cold sweat. And uh, it drives me relentlessly all day long. And I finished my day and he ran marathons. I mean, the guy was lean and tough and everything like this. And his team felt they, he said, I, but of course I don't ask my team to do this. And but, he, and he, he really does. felt that way, but, he, but <laughs> by through his actions, they were like, I don't want to live in fear every day. I, I don't want to drive myself to the point where I'm so frazzled all the time. That's not happiness for me. That's not going to be sustainable for me. And then people burn out. You know, they try. They try to keep up because they're trying to do it. And then they burn out and leave. So when you see people burning out and leaving, that's actually a finger that points back to you that says, so how are you enabling that? Mm. And if I'm not, and maybe I, maybe I have a unique physiology and I can do that. However, so if I charge my own batteries, and then the next thing would be, how am I helping my people charge theirs? But if I'm not charging mine, to ask my people to charge theirs is disingenuous at most. You should take some time off, and they could look at me and go, when's the last time you took a vacation? And if I can't say, yeah, I took a week off you know, a month and a half ago, if I say it was five years ago, they're going to look at me and go, like, yeah, right. Who are you to tell me? I mean, again, this is all sort of subconscious or sure. below the surface. Uh, you say in this in this practice that as a leader you may feel like you can't stop driving because some cruel joker fastened the accelerator pedal accelerator pedal of the business to the floor <laughs> there's no off switch no key to turn you have no time to pull over and do something for yourself all you can do is try to avoid obstacles and stay on the road after all so many people are relying on you mm -hmm. how could you even think of slowing down i i read that because i think there are a lot of people who feel that yeah as leaders in organizations absolutely and then you know, recently i encountered uh, some team members who had the collective perspective of the organization that stopping was not an option to, right. to reinforce this. Yeah. And so even what they thought is possible or needed shifts that they saw that needed to take place, mm -hmm. they're like, we can't say no. Yep. So I mean, what would you say to somebody that was in that position? So maybe maybe they're not the leader, right? Yeah. But they're working in support of the leader as part of the team and they're like, we can't say no. There's no there's no way we can say no. Yeah. That is a tough one. I, I had a situation where, very similar to what you're saying, where the, the people said, you know, we don't have an option. And I said, actually, you do. There's a couple options here. First of all, if you can't say no, your yes is worthless. Mm -hmm. And if as a leader, I'm imposing that on people, oh, yeah, sure, boss. And then things don't happen. That's I may be getting them in the situation they don't feel they can say no. Not okay. Um, I, I think part of it, too, is the... Um, when people are in that situation where they're feeling so much pressure, it's actually responsible to let the pressure get through. Let me explain a little bit. So let's say there's a, a senior boss, above boss, that's really pushing hard on us. And we are looking at these things and saying they're impossible. You know, we really can't do them, but we're good team players. And we want to, so we're going to say, we'll do our best. 
but as we go along, it's impossible. If we are shielding the leadership from the, the impacts of their decisions and, and cushioning it every single time, they don't get the feedback to know that that was a bad decision. Hmm. So I'm not talking about mutiny or making it look worse, but if they don't feel some of the pain, you know, if you're not able to articulate, well, here's, you know, like for instance, yes, we got that done. And we actually had to put in 40 hours of overtime over the last three days. We pulled everybody in from every section and we were able to accomplish it versus saying, hey, we got it done, boss. So it's really giving that feedback to say yes and this is what happened so that they can go, well, God, I didn't, I didn't want that. Okay, so that gives you a window. So next time you can say, you know, I have some concerns. I have a feeling this is the kind of resources we're going to need or we may not be able to do that. Maybe even saying, I don't want to be seen as not a team player because I totally am and I also want to be realistic in what we can do so that we don't kill ourselves. I mean, we're running a marathon here, hopefully, and we you can sprint for a little while in a marathon, but you cannot run, you can't sprint all the way through. So it's helping give that information back to say, okay, how do we keep our batteries charged? I mean, I uh, had another uh, organization one time, and one of our exercises we talked about before is what do we want to achieve, avoid, and preserve? And they said they want to avoid unconscious overloading. So like the space shuttle, it's okay to go to 120% for a little while, but you can't do that forever. So if you're conscious of when it's going to go, how long it's going to be, we're sprinting, okay, fine, then get back to something you can sustain. The challenge is a lot of leaders or people in leadership positions think, well, if I did it once, I can do it again. And so you can set a standard that's impossible to meet. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a, a leading question. Go ahead. I'm ready. Based on you know, understanding this, there is a lot of this culture of we've got to drive, drive, drive. Yeah, right? absolutely. So if, if, if I... And, and some of that is that if I don't drive, then I'm lazy or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so where, where is the balance between charging your batteries enough and just being some lazy bloke who doesn't want to do anything? You mean in terms of a leader looking at somebody or do you, you mean in terms of me well, looking uh, more, myself? It's more, um, I think for any of us to know how, you know, where's the line between I've got sufficient rest mm-hmm. and then I was just a slacker in disguise. Yeah, I think I, I'll go back to the where are you trying to get to? So are you making progress towards the important things? Are you, uh, like for instance, if I want to get in really great physical health, did I spend a week and a half building a plan that I'm going to go implement? So is that, you know, yes, I'm not exercising, I'm not doing it. However, am I, am I figuring out this is backing down the hill a little bit mm-hmm. and figuring out, okay, I'm going to risk, I'm going to, you know, going back to that one, figuring a new plan and then press forward in a better way. So... I think it depends on the person. I mean, hopefully people will get an idea. And and as a leader, you can point it out. Hey, this is really great. You took a little breather here, and look at how much more we were able to do. Make sure you take time for that breather. Um, It it is tough because there's there's not a lot of value sometimes on placed on relationships and planning and those things that are relatively invisible and vital. Versus, did we get revenue? Yet. The revenue is going to occur because of the relationships, because of the energy you have, and those things you have to take care of yourself. So I think the message really here is if you're not going to keep yourself sharp, that the organization is not going to do it for you. They'll use you up, and um, you're really the person who should govern that to make sure you can go as long as possible, assuming the legacy is a long-term legacy. If you're just trying to get out in 30 days, that's one thing. But if you're trying to actually make a big impact over years, it's a different approach. So any final thoughts around charging your own batteries? Like kind of that too much, not enough? Yeah, definitely. The people, the folks, have you, you've probably met them that are spending four hours in the gym every day and you know constantly drinking 
something green in their shake and that's all they do well some of that's really important too much is not helpful because then it's again it's that distraction away from what are we really here for are you charging your batteries to do something or are you just charging your battery to charge your batteries that's too much the other side is the one where you see people that you know I, I wrote in the book my body better keep up with my schedule and and that's easy to fall into because we get it's 24 7 I'm always online I'm always thinking I'm talking I'm working on this stuff and I don't have time for stuff like sleep or or actually working on relationships or things like that I'll just deal with that later well later is not gonna be very nice and the place in the middle would be that you're really taking care of your body and your mind and your spirit and you show up in a way okay you're gonna have an off day but you're pretty resilient in the way that you can help other bolster other people Well, that wraps up yet another episode of the Ripple Leader Podcast. Next up, we're going to transition from the first Ripple, which is focused on personal leadership, to think about how we can lead others. And we'll start with a practice called Trust or Have Nothing. For more about Ripple and Ripple Leadership, visit us online at rippleleader.com. You can order your copy of Ripple and gain access to other valuable resources. If you are on Twitter, follow and interact with Chris at, at @rippleleader. And the Ripple Leader Podcast is brought to you by the Trebuchet Group. The Trebuchet Group, a group that believes their success is a byproduct of the success they help others create. You can learn more about the work of the Trebuchet Group at trebuchetgroup.com. And I'm your co-host, Josh Schuler, and we will see you next time. And until then, go and make some ripples.